but I just felt there was this little gap in the market for some more realistic type numbers and that's that's what I did so I, I, I carried on for that the rest of that year designing perfecting um, practicing playing which is what we all need to do really if to get better take your balloons to the next level as we delve deeper into what truly makes a professional balloon artist with your host Zivi Kivi now welcome to the balloon artist podcast Hello, Balloon Artist Podcast Nation. Here is Zivi Kivi, and this is Season 6, Chapter 10. And in this season, we explore all sorts of stories about the other sides in our lives as balloon artists. And this time, my brother, Mike Hurst from the UK, and he is a balloon retailer. He is also a teacher in Balloon Artist College. His course, the Balloon Personalization course, is helping people to add personalization stickers to their business. And I just love the man. I, I spent uh, many nights sharing a room with him. And this guy is just so talented and hardworking and ambitious. He is not afraid of anything and he will always try to continue his journey. And I think that his other side can be summarized as trusting the journey and trusting people along the way in your journey. I hope you'll enjoy today's interview and I'll see you at the other end. Hello, 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 Balloon Artist Podcast Nation. This is Zivi Kivi and we are live in WBC, the World Balloon Convention in San Diego 2018 and have the privilege not only to meet Mike Hurst uh, from the UK, but also to interview him into the show. Hello, Mike Hurst. How are you? I'm wonderful, Zivi. Great. Uh, we actually had... Uh, met before, uh, didn't we, uh, in WBC 16 and been through quite a few uh, adventures together. We'll get all to that uh, in a minute. But before that, how about you tell us a little bit about your company and what do you do in the UK? Okay, so we are a Qualitex balloon boutique shop, which means we predominantly sell Qualitex products in our shop uh, with their support. Our business is called Reds mainly because at the time we were naming the business, my wife had bright red hair. I have naturally red hair, or ginger if you must, uh, and so do my children. So the name Red's just sort of stuck from that. Um, as I say, Jane started the business. We, we started out as face painters, or she, she started out as a face painter. The business grew, and we were looking for extra little things to add on to the business, and balloons seemed the natural way to go. So we started doing that for maybe six months or so, working out of our parents' garage, as most people do. Not working out of my parents' garage, because that would be a little bit weird. But uh, yeah, it um, progressed from that, moved into our first little retail unit, tiny little shop, but it was perfect for what we needed to do. Rent was cheap, no real tie-in, we could come and go as we please. Part of a little courtyard of shops, I think there was about eight shops in the, in the unit from sweet shops to a flower shop jewellery shop so nice little niche market we very quickly outgrew that shop after two years and moved into our very own premises with our own water our own electric our own bills broadband everything it was a big step but it was a step that we had to take for the business to progress to where I wanted it to be 
at which point this this had very much become a partnership with me and Jane um, although I do take the lead in the business mainly she is still a very key figure in the part and while I'm here at WBC she's holding fort at the shop whilst maintaining a full-time job so I can't do this without her um, and we it seems to work we have a really good understanding and partnership so that's quite a journey and nowadays how long have you been in the new shop uh, so in the new shop we've been here just over two years we actually moved into we moved into this shop I think it was two months prior to WBC 2016 in New Orleans we moved into the shop and then I took the decision to come to WBC which at the time was a, a, a massive decision to make because we had all these new bills new stock to take it seemed completely crazy and something we should never do the main man Zivi he uh, he had a little influence in it and um, managed to twist my arm slightly to get me there and absolutely no regrets since that day that was quite a decision to make and I really remember chatting with you before you made the final decision and I really felt like every day you've been in WBC I, I was able to watch you close because we even shared the room there uh, like we're sharing it here in WBC 18 and you like every day you would absorb so many ideas back then and as a, a, as, as a, as a guy that goes through a journey and educate himself constantly you've been through quite a few milestones by now what, what do you think about that yeah I mean, like you say um, putting myself into the education side of it um, at WBC that I'd made this hor- horrendously big investment and there's no way I was going to mess that up so I got my head down I made my, make sure I got to all the classes I'd signed up to and more I kept myself to myself pretty much. I didn't really know anyone in the industry at the time. There was a couple of the UK guys that I'd, that I'd spoken to, uh, Stu Davis. Uh, he he was a big help for me on the, along the way. He'd given me lots of advice. Yeah, so the main goal for me then was to head down, work my ass off, and come away uh, essentially a new man. And that, that worked, along with Zivi's help as well. When you say Zivi help, I, I would imagine you mean also the fact that you, you became a, a content creator. You actually you know have learned so much through studying but also through being there as a worker working in the shop and and being with the mindset that you want to be unique and that you want to grow and you've developed a few ways to operate your business that are just smart for example with through personalization and through you know creating your own designs so let's go one by one. What do you think about personalization and what is personalization in case, in case someone is not familiar with the option to personalize a design with balloons? What is personalization? The personalization for me is given or going that extra mile to help someone celebrate their special day. Anyone can walk into a shop and buy a balloon with a print of a 21 on it. Nobody else in our town or... I'd say maybe a 20 mile radius um, can get anything like what we can offer. So kid's name on it, um, celebrating a 37th birthday and the kid's favourite um, toy on a balloon. Um, the options are, are absolutely endless. And how can you put the name or anything on top of a balloon? How do you do that? Uh, using the silhouette cameo machine cutting the vinyl essentially just making custom uh, stickers it's an amazing tool we started we were doing we've been doing personalization for a long time 
um, a long time before the, the new version of the Cameo came out and made it so easy, we used uh, a machine called the Silhouette Portrait, which was great for what we wanted to do at the time, but it had its limits. Um, and it was only when we upgraded to the, the Cameo, turned things out a lot quicker, maybe because of the software, because of the cutting, um, the whole package. In, so uh, when you chose to work with the Silhouette Cameo 3, I remember we had a discussion about it when you actually also considered uh, other alternatives like the cricket. Why, why do you recommend these days, you know, and you have a course on personalization through the Blue Artist College, so your, your opinion matters. Uh, it matters to me and it matters to the students of the course. So why do you recommend the Silhouette Cameo 3 on top of the cricket option? Just ease of use. Um, literally, anyone can come in with a bit of guidance um, and almost be a master on it in a very short amount of time. Yeah, and of course, when you save time, that's uh, good for your business as well, and it makes the operational feasible because if it's complicated, you'll forget how to do things and stuff like that. You know, I remember when we were filming the personalization, the balloon personalization course in Israel uh, in in the studio. You've prepared a balloon, like you prepared a, a personalized bubble for my daughter Sapir. She was, she was seven back then, and you asked us all kinds of questions like what does she like she likes to ride horses so you made her her name and the big number seven and a few a few icons of horses that comes with the software of the cameo silhouette 3 but you can also import stuff from from google you just made you know a couple of layers of printing of horses and of the like different color for the name and the, and the number in, in, in really in, in a matter of I want to say seconds. It's probably a couple of minutes. I don't know. It's really fast. And when my wife came back home and saw the balloon, I could see tears in her eyes of excitement because you captured something that was meaningful for her daughter, for my daughter. So it's amazing how personalization actually affects people. Does it, you know, except for helping people celebrate the events, do you also make money out of it? Of course, I wouldn't do it if I didn't. It's, uh, it's a very easy way of making an extra little bit of money. I'm certainly happy to sell a bog-standard plain balloon if that's what my customer wants. But generally, when I show them an example, and the, the key is to ha if, you, if you're a retail unit, you've got to have examples everywhere in your shop. As soon as they clap eyes on it, you've almost got an instant sale. You don't really have to try that hard to, uh, to sell it on to the customer. Yeah, it's pretty much the personalization sells itself but also you know designs in general when you put good designs in your shop that sells as well too and speaking of designs and efficient designs you you really have this uh, ability to develop designs that are special that no one else has in your area i would guess and that they're also very practical and i noticed that through the 21 day challenges of the balloon artist college where you were uh, cherry-picked to be a designer both on the first 21-day challenge and on the second one which is actually while we are well while we're doing this and in doing the interview it's an ongoing thing that that you know by the time you listen to this that when the second 21-day ch challenge will be over but actually people now just posted a few pictures of your wall uh, in the balloon artist facebook group how does it feel to see people from all around the world learning your designs and recreating them and sometimes even do some variations on them it's 
honestly, it's one of the most satisfying things, particularly from the, the first 21-day challenge. And that was six designs, six designs in the, in the first 21-day challenge, all kinds of columns and centerpieces and stuff. So, yeah, so the, the six designs, was, there was a lot of work that went to it prior. These, these were designs that I don't sell in the shop. These were made specifically for the 21-day challenge. Um, and for people to then take them, recreate them, enhance them as well, which is what we all want to do. Um, I mean, there's no point going out and copying something like for like if you can tweak something make something better then that's what we want to do as artists at, at the end of the day we're the artists we're in control if we see something we like and are inspired by it copy it then go make it better and I think when you say make it better uh, make it make a design better like the ones that you learn wherever you learn and also when you learn stuff from the 21 day challenge it's such an important thing in your growth as an artist to you know it's it's okay to start by copying it's great but find your own style find your own ways of enhancing stuff make it bigger make it different make it for another occasion and there's so many ways where you can combine principles so uh, it's really good to see how people took your designs and make them their, made them their own through all kinds of customizations and, and styles so you, you've been also working on big numbers and created a tutorial for creating big numbers from linking balloons. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Because that was actually a live event as well as an online event. Tell, tell us the, the details. Okay, so that one did actually start in New Orleans. I've been chatting to a few of the guys there, a few of the American delegates who create the giant yard numbers. So bending the aluminium and then using the five-inch balloons to create the, the numbers to go out in the front, front gardens of their customers. Um, I absolutely love the concept, but it, it's something that's very, very rare in, our, in England, probably because the, our weather is so unpredictable. You've got a small window of time that you can probably do something like that in the summer. But I, I wanted something, I, I didn't want to be working with aluminium. I wanted something that I could make in my shop relatively easily and basically make it nice and cheap. Um, for me to produce um, so I started developing um, or I started designing some numbers um, based on quick links um, but my key for it was because there's, there's several out there that look they're sort of the square type and they're blocky they're, they're the Minecraft style um, I, I wanted to have the curves in mind so for example I wanted a three to have some nice flowing curves in it I wanted to eight to be rounded at the top not square um, so that was the challenge getting out and doing that um, I then became aware after I started my design process um, Stephen Jones has a DVD uh, selling the numbers class which are great but I, I just felt there was this little gap in the market for some more realistic type numbers and that's that's what I did so I, I, I carried on for that the rest of that year designing perfecting um, practicing playing which is what we all need to do really if to get better spent a lot on balloons um, spent a lot of time on it and I'm now, I've now got a range of numbers which I think for me are perfect so following on from that the, we started selling them we did a few we, we provided a few free of charge for local events just to try and try and raise the awareness of them more than anything and I felt that I could now take these onto the next level we're all in this to everyone has their own needs for balloons mine is to pay my mortgage and take my kids on holiday and go out for nice meals with my wife 
I found that these numbers could be another way for me to generate income by teaching other people how to do that. So not only do I want to sell them to the public uh, for their birthdays, I want to teach other people to do them. So I started developing a class which went live last August in the UK. Uh, we ran it as a one-day class teaching all of the numbers. We had 14 delegates, um, which was phenomenal. Um, it was it was done partly in conjunction with Bapia. Um, we ran a webia, uh, we ran a webinar with um, John Bowler from Bapia, um, which was a free of charge webinar for all the members. We had 50 delegates watching, uh, and I showed them how to make the number one completely free of charge. I then offered special discounts um, for people who signed up, and um, we did. We took a, we took a lot of dis, um, we took a lot of bookings from that webinar. And for me, that was a, a fantastic decision and eternally grateful for John at Vapia for enabling me to do that. So the class went ahead. It was, it was brilliant. Everyone loved it. And following on from that, I've actually now filmed uh, the making of the numbers, which is this. It's all been re recorded uh, and edited and is now ready to go live anytime soon. I'm hoping maybe by the end of March we'll have something to go. So by the time you listen to this, there will be an option for you to actually uh, buy this content, this tutorial, and in it to learn how to create huge numbers uh, with a very nice font, uh, which is like with round curves, and that uh, you can do, you know, either huge with the 12 inches quick links or with the six inch quick links. Uh, we actually um, had a project in Israel, Guy Sheffer and me, we decorated an entire street for celebrating the 30th birthday of the like artist festival in that um, street and we created the number three and the number zero with your designs and they were massive. They were just, you know, the really big designs. They're I think uh, about three meters in height each. Yeah, about, about nine foot. Nine foot, yeah. And which is almost three meters, I guess. And it's, it's, it, the impact was really massive. We actually just tied it to a couple of electricity poles and they were outside for three days in the Israeli sun. And it was, it was perfect. So really good designs, great for impact. Everyone needs numbers from time to time, you know, to portray a message. And I definitely think uh, it's easy to learn with, with the, the systems that you've created and with the, with the actual uh, downloadable cheat sheets that helps you to know what to prepare, what type of linking balloons, like what is the order of the colors and everything. So really easy to follow uh, system. And that once it's available through Balloon Market, we'll put a link to that probably by the time you're hearing this. There's also already an option for you to buy it. So we'll put a link to that on the balloonartistpodcast.com website. So it's super easy to, to follow along. Wow, Mike, uh, in two years' time, after going to WC16 and taking this leap of faith in, in you, you know, in your ability to learn, to grow, to justify the expense. And in those two years, you've grown your business, you've created an online course on the balloon personalization, uh, you came to Israel to give a masterclass on the subject, and uh, you've created the tutorial on the numbers, gave a class in the UK, 
you know, designed designs for for two twenty-one day challenge for the balloon artist college. You do quite a lot. What what is the next step? I've honestly no idea. I'm I'm just riding this wave um, and seeing where it takes me. Things just keep happening unexpectedly, mostly because of yourself. Yeah, I mean it's, it's very strange. Um, I keep talking to Jane about this. Um, things just keep happening. Doors are opening. Uh, I've honestly no idea what I'm going to be doing next week, uh, let alone the next two years. Um, so, yeah, watch your space for me, for everyone. Who knows what's on the corner? Things have happened recently. Last year, I'd severed a nerve in my hand, uh, and I'd, I honestly thought that was it for me. I thought that was my career over, um, and I was very nearly ready to throw the towel in but strong support network um good friends in the industry bit of a kick up the ass from everybody and um back in it back on it and you're referring basically to the fact that you were injured yeah and how do you feel these days after you, you injured in your finger quite badly needed some stitches and and some some work on your finger movement how do you walk these days uh, it's been fine um, and up until we did the medium balloon sculpture last night which was a lot of work it's put a lot of strain on the hand obviously nerve damage is is a long recovery process and it was a big it was a big three hour operation which, which is something I would not recommend to anyone so be careful of those hands guys we need them yeah so definitely safety safety is an issue if you're you're a walker like Mike you, you sometimes walk with all kinds of equipment that are dangerous so always protect your fingers i always say our fingers our hands are the biggest assets of our business so i'm really happy that you managed to recover and not only to recover but also to challenge yourself uh what six months after the injury uh, to come to here to wbc and to compete in the medium sculpture uh with a team of uh, of, of people from the uk so let's be uh let's do the right thing and and give some credit and so tell us a little bit about the uk team yeah, I mean, it was a, a fantastic little team we've had. Um, it was set up by uh, Samuel Stampdod. Um, he It was essentially his his name on the application form, but still very much a, a team effort. The, obviously there was Sam, there was myself, Lucy Hennessy, uh, who I love. Actually, I learnt my Qualitex fundamentals from Lucy um, back, when was that, four years ago. Um, so it, it's crazy that... The lady that was that taught me everything or started me on this road, I'm now working with on some fantastic designs. We have Debbie O'Neill, who's awesome, and Alison Gailey, who I've just met for the first time and's a lovely lady. So we had a, we had a great little team. We were together for 12 hours. We literally worked our asses off, um, and we came up with something that we're very proud of. And uh, we'll put a picture of your medium sculpture design. Um, we'll take the pictures once it's open for the public. It's not even open yet. Uh, and then we'll put it on the podcast site. So, because I really think it's inspiring to see uh, from, from being in WBC two years ago, knowing that no one knows you yet, and, and that's okay. Uh, but, but then to just keep grinding and keep pushing yourself, believing in yourself and being brave with it, with life and creating you know, tutorials and an online course and designs and nowadays to compete. And really, when you go and compete in WBC or in any com convention, you're not doing it to, you know, win or prove something. You really do it to deepen your journey into this art form, learn more uh, techniques, 
working teams because gosh this this art form requires sometimes bigger teams you can't always do things by yourself if you want to go and do the biggest decor jobs or or high-end sculptures in limited amount of time so working with teams is something that um, is really key and you you seem to understand the importance of education and the importance of being original and and I see that again as well here in WBC so um, I want to wrap up and say, Mike Hurst, thank you so much for believing in the Balloon Artist Podcast, in, in the Balloon Artist College, and, and in me, Zivi uh, Kiwi, because back then, when, when I just started, um, you were the first person to pick up the towel and say, yeah, I trust you, I know what you're doing, and we're going to do this, and, and you came to WBC two years ago, and so many things that I couldn't have anticipated that you would do and, and also that I would uh, go through uh, happened in that process so I just like I'm all in tears now almost uh, saying here thank you to you as well Mike no worries man cool so now let's go and grab a beer no it's too early <laughs> but it's a nice day we're starting it's 12 o'clock somewhere yeah so <laughs> guys thank you so much for listening and I hope you challenge yourself to be original to grow not to be afraid or intimidated by other people's uh, skills just to focus on where you are what is your next step educate yourself and go through challenges and and uh, who knows maybe you will be the next mike hurst so thank you so much and see you later guys take care are you enjoying season six of the balloon artist podcast let me know by going to the balloon artist facebook group And maybe make a post there, say what you took out of this chapter of Balloon Artist Podcast. I hope to see you there and see you next week on Balloon Artist Podcast. Hello Balloon Artist Podcast Nation, Zivi Kivi here and this is Season 6, Chapter 10. Oh my God, this season is just flying by so quickly. Uh, today I want to share with you this quick tip about a tool which can help you spice up your emails when you're writing an email on your Chrome, hopefully from a Gmail. Then there is a Chrome extension called Bitmoji. Bitmojis are like emojis, but they are... Uh, they have your face and your avatar in them, and they are super smart. It's a part of something that Snapchat has been uh, making it popular, like um, Snapchat using the Bitmoji is, is native to the system, but you can actually uh, install a Bitmoji extension, and then you have kind of like a keyboard for Bitmojis uh, inside your email. Uh, try it out, make one of your customers happy, make them smile, uh, send them maybe a thank you message with uh, a Bitmoji that says thank you, or a good day Bitmoji, or whatnot. Just make your customers smile and they will smile back at you. Thank you guys for listening for the Balloon Artist Podcast, and see you next week.